EAJ1023 listeners, time for the A-game. So, sit up, stretch, (laughs) clap your hands together, and just be glad, because if you're listening to this, that means that the Lord has kept you through, I don't know what you went through, but I know you went through something enough to make you glad that you had his strength to take you through it. So here we are today with another segment of the A-game. If you're new to this, I'll just explain that the A-game is a podcast that um, I, I kind of put it together, the A-game, with, with, with a good friend of mine um, who runs the station, um, Eddie OJ, and decided to just share positive, uplifting resources and support for humanity, for living this human, this having this human experience. And so um, it's really awesome for the amount of listeners that we have. As a matter of fact, today's topic is actually brought to you or came to my mind um, because of another listener or two who requested that I talk about this 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 topic. Now, the A-game gives us an opportunity. I do follow a pattern or or try to make sure that these things are evident in the uh, conversation. And one of the things that I would talk about is that the A-game, the A itself stands for priority because A is the what? The first letter of the alphabet. And the G starts for our goals, and the other A takes in um, ad, into consideration our attitude that's necessary to accomplish our goals. The M is for the mentality, mental exercise that's necessary to stay focused until we accomplish them. And then the E, hmm, I would love it to be for excellence, but the way it was given to me in my heart was to say that the E is for excuses, because it's excuses that we believe that we give ourselves that get in the way of most of us succeeding. A lot of times, if we didn't give ourselves the excuse and believe it, um, we would accomplish a whole lot more in our life. I'm like 100% sure about that. So I wanted to just take this time today and when, as I'm talking about the way we, I'll call, the, I'll call it, I'll say self-sabotage, right? Because that's what it is. It's like we sabotage ourselves and wonder why we're not making it to where we want to make it to. So um, I want to talk today about the topic of coping with failure. I know. Yeah. Coping with fear. See, it's, it's easy to talk about success sometimes um, because some people think that success is like the total, the total absence of failure. But I hope that from our uh, little talk today, from what I say today, you'll, you'll, you'll get to see that that failure goes hand in hand with success. That's actually a very positive part of the success process. And it depends on what you do when you fail more so than whether you fail or not, right? Because one thing that's common for all of us is that we all fail. There's there's no one out there listening who hasn't failed, uh, and and some of us perhaps more than others. And the Bible itself recognizes that as humans we fail. We all stumble in some ways. James says this in chapter 3, verse 2. He says, we all stumble in many ways. If anyone is not at fault or never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. But the most important thing about failure is how we handle it. There was a Canadian actress, her name is... um, Mary, Mary Pickford, and this is her saying. She said, to fall is not to fail unless you fail to get up again. 
See, the Bible also has something to say about this. And these are the words written by the wisest man of all time, Solomon. And he says in Proverbs 3, 24 to 16, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. See, people who, who rarely fail are usually the ones who never do anything. If you don't do anything, then you can't fail and you're not willing to take risks of failure because some people look at failure as a thing that once it happens, everything is over. See, people who do things will fail, but if they're true champions, then they will get up again for all is not lost. To fall is not to fail unless you fail to get up again. The Bible says that the Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down in Psalm 145 and 14. See, God will help us when we fall. Some might ask, Does, doesn't failure mean no contact with God? No, in the Old Testament, we see that the nation of Israel turned away from God many, many times. And in God's eyes, this was an unmitigated failure. Yet despite this, God was not prepared to give up on them. He did not reject his people, for he knew that many Jews would go through tribulation and that they would rise to be faithful people before him. As we can see evident in the individual Jews like Paul and the other disciples who were prepared to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and take the message of his saving grace to where it is today all over the world, all over the planet. So if we follow the ways of God but fail in some part of our life, God will be there to assist us back on our feet. Psalm 37, 23-24 says that if the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. Though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. When does failure actually happen? <laughs> it's not limited to just a few. All men and women, as I said, fail. And God is aware of our inherent weaknesses in different areas of our life. Some area of your life that you're strong in, I'm weak in. But the thing that we shouldn't do, especially those of us who, who um, you know, are children of God, is that when we see somebody else's failure, we, we, we start to um, put our feet on the neck of that person because we act like they have done something so, you know, against their, their, their faith. But you have to recognize that the thing that you're putting your foot on his neck for is different, but there is something that is in your life that somebody should put their foot on your neck for. Yes, failure is an equal opportunity thing. It's not something that's only set aside for some. Failure happens to everyone in some way in their life some greater than others that like we said so we shouldn't get overconfident if we are standing in an area of our life for a while as it possible time will tell actually as you go forward because it says don't be what's that scripture it says so if you think you're standing firm um be careful that that you don't fall right because Pride cometh before a fall, right? First Corinthians uh, chapter 10 and 12. So failure rises a lot of times from what? A lot of times it comes from selfishness, from losing vision of your goals, from men distancing themselves from God and relying on their own strength. When men and women stray from God's way, they we must return to the place where we are at the beginning and say, I will arise. And go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. <laughs> Luke chapter 15, 18. Some of us might be familiar with that as what's called the, the story of the lost son, the prodigal son, right? Yeah, so 
the the person that had asked me to um, kind of use this as a topic today is a dear friend of mine, and I know that he's going through um, some things. So I'm kind of just kind of rehashing the conversation that I had with him because, see, this is what we do know that we have an assurance that if we go to God, you'll find all the fullness of love waiting for you there. Even the hindrance of failure can be turned into a stepping stone for glory. The great men of faith, Abraham, um, D- David, um, failed in, in parts of their lives. And God still calls David to this day a man after his own heart. Even though Abraham failed, I think in Luke somewhere around chapter 13 or 13, 20, some 25 to 28, somewhere in there says, you shall see Abraham in the kingdom in spite of the failure. See, here's how to avoid seeing failure as an obstacle. That's what I should have said, because this is, I I think, actually what I'm about to say now could have been the title to this. Seeing failure as an obstacle and and to or stop seeing failure as an obstacle and start to embrace it as an opportunity. And 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 let me run on on that idea for a while. See, 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 there's if an athlete doesn't have a trainer, then they have a hopeless disadvantage against the one who does. And if someone ignores the instruction, advice and encouragement of a trainer, then he's foolish. So the, the, the same can be said for the man or woman without God. They're without hope for they have no trainer or teacher in the things of life. Those who ignore God's wise advice in the Bible are doomed to failure along the way, even though you might succeed momentarily, but it will not last. It's not everlasting. It's temporary and that just for um, immediate gratification. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction according to Proverbs 1 and 7. So are, are we wise or foolish in this respect? Is, is our training in the things of God well balanced? Are there aspects we ignore because they involve too much effort on our part? You see, the, the training must be engaged in, in regularly for maximum benefit. For the athlete, for instance, particular attention must be paid to it in a well-devised plan as the uh, contest draws near. For the believer, sporadic training is very ineffectual. It must be constantly and consistently and intentionally done. Let me say that again. You know, you can't expect to do one push-up a week and be stronger in a month, <laughs> right? You, you, you wouldn't expect your body to develop that way. Now, it's better to do one push-up a day. You, you get better results than once a month, right? But how about doing one push-up an hour or one push-up every 15 minutes? one push of every 10 minutes the more you put in the more you'll get out some of us do not want to extend our strength um stand firm through diversity when things happen to us we look at it as a big problem that something went wrong or that we didn't get something right but the truth of the matter is, you know, from the time we're born, listen, listen to this, from, from, from the time we're born, right, and, and, and we're babies, there comes a time where we start to crawl. And mom and dad are overjoyed, the crawling baby. But they're not really so happy about the crawl. It's what that crawl is leading to, because after the crawl comes 
baby's first steps. And so a baby usually crawls up to something, climbs up on something to, to hold up, maybe a chair and uses the end of it to get himself in standing, and then starts to take that big risk of moving without having anything to hold on to, that first step. And a lot of times they take the step or two and as we look and say, oh, he's walking, boom, they fall. And you know what we should do when they fall? You know what we do when the baby falls, right? We say, you bad baby, you stupid baby, you don't know how to walk yet. I knew you wasn't going to amount to anything. That's, uh, yeah, of course not. We, when the baby falls, we encourage the baby to get back up and try again. And when the baby falls again, we encourage the baby to get back up and try again. We entice him to continue to come forward. We entice him with a toy. Come on, come get this. But oh man, because we understand that the fall is part of the process of learning to stand and walk. It's the way balance gets found. To prevent themselves from falling, they start to recognize what makes them fall and get their equilibrium <laughs> together. And they are, end up to use that information from falling so that they can stand. Now, if we had that same attitude with adults, with those around us, man, my life would have been much different if people didn't just point their fingers at me, cut me off, and all kinds of other stuff that people do when you're doing bad. You know, you can tell who your friends are because your friends that are with you when you're doing good, that's nothing. When you're doing bad, the people that stick with you through that and really, really, really be your friend during that time, now you got something to hold on to. Those are your day ones right there. So I'm very, I'm, I want to encourage you that this, the aspect of failing, that you're going to fail if you try to succeed. If you try to do anything, you're going to fail. But the failure is not the last word on it. The failure itself is not the end of this. As a matter of fact, that failure could be the exact thing that gives you the lesson you need to stand up and run the race and move forward in it, right? Okay, so David said in Psalm 119, 77, he said, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees, dear Lord. See, Paul said that the worst thing that we need to do is worry about past failures. So this will just compound into yet more failures in the future. Paul in the New Testament of the Bible gave this advice. I think it's in Philippians chapter three. He says, one thing I do, he says, he says, no, it's not that I have attained. I think he had just finished telling about all the great characteristics that, you know, walking with the Lord brings about. And he says, and, and then he gets real honest. He says, listen, it's not that I've attained all these things. Like I'm preaching better than I'm living right now. But there is one thing that I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press forward. See, this was Paul's secret of success and, and it's ours today to forget about past mistakes and think about how we can do better in the future, to concentrate always on present problems and to always think about the possibility of failure is self-destructive and is not what is taught in the Bible. The victory gained by Christ himself by overcoming sin, the greatest victory ever achieved by a man on earth, would never have been gained if he thought only of the failures that he could encounter along the way and the struggle and the possibility of failure. Instead, he set his mind like stone, like focused firmly on the future and what would be achieved. And this helped him to overcome even the thoughts of failure. 
Yeah, Jesus did think of failure. As a matter of fact, at one time, he didn't even want to do God's will. <gasps> what are you saying? Blasphemy, Pastor, blasphemy. No, it was in, in, in the garden. Do you remember? In the Mount of Olives, the place where the grapes get, um, the olives get pressed so that the oil can come out of them. Jesus sweated in such a way that the, 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 the thickness of the sweat was the, was, was the consistency of, um, of, of blood. And, and, and he prayed and he said, Father, you could take this cup of suffering away from me. You know, in other words, he's saying, I'm dad, I know you like, I don't, I'm not feeling this right now. I'm not, I, I know what's ahead of me, but it, you know, I'm not feeling this right now. In other words, he says, it's, it's my will right now is to find some other way to not do it. Right. That's 100% human. I can understand that. Right. You know, he's getting ready to go and take on the sin of the people <laughs> and, 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 and the people that he is dying for are killing him. He has to go through um, disfigurement and, 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 and be spit on and be lashed and to have a crown of thorns put on his head. That, that's what he was looking at <laughs> in front of him, you know? And um, in, 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 in a humbling moment, he stood before God and says, you can take this cup of suffering. And if I was teaching this, I'd take you back to Deuteronomy to see that that was a cup of God's wrath that was talked about back in the Old Testament about his cup of wrath that he would pour out upon the people um, when he had his righteous anger for them. He says, but you could take this cup of suffering from me. But then here's the key. Here's the key. In spite of all that was going to happen because he said yes to God. And even at that moment when he felt weakening and, and asked for it to be changed, he said these words, nevertheless, in spite of that, not my will, which is not to do it, but thy will be done. And with that, the end result that we see him head to Gethsemane. So take it at heart. That the road to the glory that Christ <laughs> Pat went forward to, and if we're followers of him, then what's going to happen is that there is going to be some pain along the way in accomplishing. No pain, no gain. That is why I believe that um, as God was showing us as he was getting um, Joshua ready for the leadership role now that my servant Moses is dead. He says, uh, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. See, the Bible tells us don't, don't be sidetracked by your detractors, by your failures. Don't allow defeat to stop you. Don't let failure have the final word. Right. And, and, and that's why you should never give up on yourself or anybody else, actually, but definitely never give up on yourself. Whatever your failure in marriage, business, school, church, personal life, you can believe that God is still at work, moving you out of the hardship into a new place until the next one. All you need to do is to continue to pray and believe and move forward by faith. Now, listen, I know <laughs> that it would be kind of crazy for me to say, repeat after me, I love my mistakes, like, because I don't. My mistakes are, are hurt me. They make me feel uh, like I'm ineffective or inefficient. 
at times, but feelings aren't facts. And, 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 but what we hope we're saying is that we're all human beings. And sometimes I have my shining moments and sometimes I mess up big time. I, I, I may not, I, I, I may say hurtful words. I may make a bad decision or two. I may blunder. I may mess up, but our mistakes, our failures, they don't have the final word. So don't let failure discourage you. A few months ago, as a matter of fact, no, it's more than a year now, I was in a motorcycle accident. Now, the thing about the accident is that, yeah, I wasn't riding recklessly. I'm not one of those guys, um, you know, that rides recklessly. Um, I, I'm very, very careful. As a matter of fact, safety is my speed limit. And I'm sitting in traffic. Those of you who heard this, please don't let me bore you with it. I'm sitting in traffic outside of the Holland Tunnel, New York City, and um, not even moving. And I get rear-ended by a, a vehicle that came up behind me and uh, crushed my pelvis and really did a lot of damage to my left leg and to my pelvis. I had some in, internal bleeding that they had to stop. I had a couple of surgeries on it. it. took me months to get back on my feet. As a matter of fact, when I did was finally able to stand up, only one foot worked. The one that didn't get hurt because the other one had laid there for so long that the muscles weren't even uh, strong enough for me to control and move my foot back and forward and everybody knew for sure that my motorcycle riding days were over eh, wrong answer let me tell you today i've read thousands of miles between that and that time and now i'm on my bicycle now not my bicycle my bike not my bike yeah my bike my motorcycle yes i got back on it again i would i i would not be able to live with myself if i didn't get back on that bike because I wasn't going to end the joy and the great times that I have riding my bike. I wasn't going to let it end because of one failure that wasn't even my fault. No, I believe that I had to look life in the face and said, you know what? I'm getting back on my bike. As a matter of fact, by faith, I bought two motorcycles before I even got out of bed. Because I said to myself, I will ride again. And by God's grace, I am. I'm riding again. And what a message to my inner self of, of what I'm made out of, right? I'm not made out of quit. I'm not made out of give up, right? I didn't come up through the streets of Brooklyn and Brownsville and deal with gangs and deal with drugs and deal with all of these things to move at this stage in my life and think that failure is the end result of all that I've accumulated. No, it is not. The devil is a liar. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, the lesson that I learned from failures make me better, able to handle the situation that comes along the next time around. You see, God is eager to give us forgiveness and strength. The only way to lose is to give up. That I'd have you say with me. The only way I lose is if I give up. The only way I get stopped is if I stop. I must persist until I succeed. We, we, we can tell what kind of people we are by how easy it is for us to give up on a dream, give up on a project, give up on our starting our own business, give up on raising a family, giving up on things because it gets hard sometimes. I get it. I understand. But sometimes what helps is when you're going through your feelings of failure, you know, there's always somebody around that you can help. And I guarantee you that if while you're going through what you're going through, that doesn't have to change. You don't got to fake it till you make it. But if you were to concentrate on helping somebody else get through a hard time they're going through, do you, do you, do you know what happens? You end up getting through yours. <laughs> Jesus himself said, he said, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. 
I'm sorry, it was, um, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes. So Solomon said this, right? He says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him. Woo! Listen, there's a lot of support behind the thought that failure can be your friend. It depends on your attitude toward it. It can either be an obstacle or it can be an opportunity. Today I choose that my failures, as a matter of fact, I don't have to choose that they actually are. <laughs> my past failures at least, I see how they were opportunities for me, number one, to, to build my faith. You know, James tells us that we count it all joy when we face trials, not if, but when we face trials of different kinds. For we know that the testing of our faith develops perseverance and that we have to allow perseverance to do its perfect work in us. So then we'll be able to stand up to anything. Life is difficult. Can I get an amen? It's difficult. I know. But there are some things that God put in place to help us get through these difficult times. You know, our body goes through different things. And I'm, I'm glad that my body didn't fail to do what it's supposed to do when I get a cut on my hand. My body um, is starts to fix itself. <laughs> it starts sending blood into it. The blood starts to clot and it protects the, the lower layer of the dermis from getting infected. And then it starts to heal itself. You know, it doesn't say, ah, we, we got cut. I guess we're going to stay here bleeding, you know? Um, yeah, that's abnormal. The, the body clots up and starts to heal itself. We were built to, to try again. We we're built to try one more time. We we're built to not succeed the first time, but learn from it and continue on going forward. And, and if at first you don't succeed, yes, I know, try. Try again. Because... All you have to do is succeed once <laughs> and the failure is over in that area. Many of us fail many times in areas of our life where we're unwilling to let go of the cause of the failure. You know, um, if you find yourself sometimes being depressed, it might mean that we have to let go of some of those thoughts that we allow to take residence in our mind to bring us down. Some of the messages that were given to us, which I call toxic faith, it's not disbelief, it's misbelief. And some things that people had said to us, you know, either earlier in our childhood or as we were going up, they were lies, but we believed them and treated them as truth. And so we started to believe that we were failures no matter how many successes we had. And so here I am today, looking back over my life at all the different areas where I didn't do as well as I would have liked to. But you know what? I am here today. And that means that those failures didn't kill me. And the reason they didn't kill me is because they had a purpose. And that purpose was for them to be used by God to give me what I needed to continue this walk of faith so that I might share in his victory at the end of it all. So, where do we go from here? Well, this is what I think. I think that if we give ourselves a chance, look back over our life and you will see goodness and mercy has followed you all those days. And when we actually see that and it becomes our reality, we won't look at failure that way again. We'll teach another generation coming up to face failures 
because failures only happen to those who are trying to do something. You can't fail if you don't do anything, but that's failure in and of itself, yes? I think so. So, with that, that's all. I, I might say some more about this next week, but for right now, I think I've said about a mouthful, um, enough for me to walk on <laughs> and walk with. So, I thank you for uh, taking this opportunity with me and allow me to ramble on about this uh, this this topic. I I really 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 appreciate the person who asked me to do it. Number one, um, thank you for making that request. Um, I'm sure that. Even as I'm going over it myself in my mind, I um, I know that it's a good thing. Um, it re it I, I got ready to say the word re encouraged me, <laughs> but I am encouraged. I am most definitely encouraged, and I thank God for the opportunity that He gave us today to hear His word, to learn that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper, and just when we think it's not going good, guess what will happen? It'll get better. <laughs> That's exactly what it does. It gets better. So, as I always say near the end of my show, I would like you all to do what? That's right. Be blessed. And how do I want you to be blessed? I want you to be blessed intentionally. I want you to be blessed on purpose. I want you to be blessed because you can be blessed. Because you're already blessed and now do it intentionally. Live a blessed life. Believe. Believe God for things that you never believed him for in the past. Right? And if you do so, I believe that God will show up in your life in a way you did not expect. And he will give you a joy that surpasses human comprehension as he guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. What do you think about that, right? Well, my friend Eddie, thank you again for keeping this opportunity open um, where I could come and share some things um, from the bottom of my heart that um, I hope will help somebody else. I'm telling you, for real, this helped me today. This helped me to, to kind of recalibrate, right? You know how your GPS goes and <laughs> recalibrating. Yeah, I, was, I, I didn't even know that I was heading in the wrong direction. I was getting into getting ready to get into a mental funk. But um, because I was trying to help somebody else with this message, I now um, feel so much better. And um, I believe that I, I believe I can make it. I think I can make it. Y'all think I can make it? Say yes. I heard you. Yeah, I heard that. Yes. <laughs> Let's continue to do the things that work. And what works is that God never fails. That's what works. We can be sure of that, that no matter what he does, there's one thing that he cannot do. And that is he cannot fail. And so with that in mind, I want to thank you all for giving me the time of day and uh, looking forward to coming back next week. Um, there might be some, you know, a little bit of uh, rollover from this because I know I'm going to listen to those who um, took it last, who got it last, who got it last um you know, who gave me the uh, the topic this week. And so I'm going to uh, just move forward with that and uh, just be grateful that uh, God, who is rich in mercy, while we were yet sinners, sent Christ to die on our behalf, giving us a victory. We just got to hold on till the end of the race, y'all. All right. Don't give up now. He, don't, he didn't bring you this far to leave you, right? He didn't bring you this far to leave you. So, um, 
I'd like, as we get ready to come into uh, different, um, different, different stages of our life, um, please remember to, to pray for each other. Uh, remember to lift each other up. Life is rough on some people right at this moment, you know, and so just just lift your look for opportunities to just lift up your brothers and sisters. Um, somebody out there needs your, some encouragement, you know, somebody out there needs some encouragement. And, you know, you, you never know how far a good word will take you. You know, um, it might just change somebody's life. Yeah, it, it can be. It can actually change somebody's life. One good deed, right, that can lead to another, that can actually change, you know, the direction somebody's going and change their life for the positive, you know. And so by God's grace, we're, we get to um, celebrate life in, in a way that others do not because we understand how God causes things to work together for the good, that even though we're righteous, the possibility of falling is, is just part of the process. It doesn't mean that it's the end. Um, as a matter of fact, anybody who has tried to accomplish anything more than likely has failed a few steps along the way. Amen. So I'm just going to say a quick prayer. I know I don't usually end with a prayer, but it's on my heart right now. Father, I just pray for all those that right now are, um, are heavy laden and burdened um, by life and the things that life has thrown at them, God. And I ask you for the strength that surpasses human comprehension to come and be their sword and to come and be their buckler and, and to give them a peace that, that never, never, that surpasses human comprehension. God, I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance for that which you are about to do. I thank you in advance for those that are within the sound of my voice that are hearing this message, knowing that they are going to be and are encouraged, God. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're about to do. <laughs> and continue to give us the strength that we need to just continue to lean on you, lean on your word, lean on your faithfulness in gratitude, God. We thank you. 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 And we put it all in the name of your dear son, Jesus Christ, who showed us the way to success is to just rest in you and rest in your provision. And I believe that that's all I have to say about that today. <laughs> now, let me just cue up my song because, you know, I got to end with my song. Encourage it because be encouraged. I be encouraged as I um, leave you with these final, final words. Well, it seems like ain't no stopping us now. And this uh, computer of mine is starting to act kind of crazy. So I might not be able to cue this song up to end it. Y'all want to sing it with me? No. <laughs> mm -hmm. We are having uh, 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 where this thing is just spinning and it's not going to change. So I am running out of time. So I'm going to just bless you all. And thank you so much this week for tuning in. And you can sing it. You can hear a plane in your head. Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the moon. Ain't no stopping us now. We got the group. Yeah. I know there's been some things that held us down. But now it looks like things are finally coming around. I know we've got a long, long way to go. And where we'll end up, I don't know. But we won't let nothing hold us back. We're going to put ourselves together. We're going to polish up our act well. 
And if you've never been held down before, I know you refuse to be held down anymore. Well, y'all singing? Go ahead and continue and God bless you. <laughs> Until next week, be blessed intentionally. The A-game. <laughs>